Hi everyone, this is David Wolf. I'm excited to get right into this week's episode of Beyond the Summit, but before we do that, I want to ask you for a little help supporting the show, and it costs absolutely nothing to you except 10 seconds of your time right now. If you could go into the podcast platform that you are listening to this episode on and rate the show with five stars, that would help spread the word and the incredible messages that our guests give to us each and every week. You can leave a comment or review of what you thought about previous episodes or wait to the end of the show and leave your review then. Now look, if you don't like the episode, when you're done, you can go ahead and change your rating as well. That's perfectly fine. But thanks so much again for listening to Beyond the Summit and supporting the podcast each and every week. Superman sparked my interest. This is what my dad's doing right now in paramotors. I think if I asked my audience from the past, what's one thing less you'd like to see on a show, they would say, your face. I guess you uh, went into the tree. Uh, you're just my dad, you're no one special. Well, I got a girlfriend. Dude, you got it, buddy. I'm on it. They say, you know, you're not supposed to put live animals through the x-ray. And that's kind of where I want to dig and go a little bit deeper. And things are getting serious. Are they glowing? All right, all right, all right. Welcome. My name is David Wolf, and this is Season 1, Episode 1. Thank you for joining me. I have with me today a person who is the first person to show me what a paramotor was. He has been with me there quietly in the background since the very beginning. He's also a trained paramotor pilot. He's one of my very best friends, and he's also my son. Brennan Wolf is joining me today. How are you, buddy? I'm great. What's going on, everybody? Brennan is here because I felt like for this very first episode, I needed someone to interact with. Um, I'm also learning about podcasts. And if you're close to 50 years of age or older, if you're trying to learn about uh, new technologies in today's world, the best thing to do is ask your kid who knows more about you. So... That's another why I'm leaning on Brennan to uh, help me learn about podcasting and, and what I need to, to do here, I guess. So uh, this is going to be a very different episode from anything else that is uh, going to be out there in the future because, again, this is more of an introduction. Now, the purpose of this is to really discuss, one, my background, if you don't know anything about me, uh, two... Uh, Talk about what you should expect from this because you probably, if you know anything about me, you know for about two and a half or three years, I was on a show called Our Paramotor Nation. It was on YouTube. There's still episodes out there. You're going to be hearing some more of them as well. But this is going to be a very different format from that show. So we're going to talk about that as well. Um, so Brennan, on YouTube, there's, hey, subscribe to the channel, like the channel, leave a comment. What 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 are the listeners? Now, this is going to be on Spotify for sure. I think we're going to try to get this on Apple. Is it just Apple Podcast or what is it called? Yeah, the two main ones that you usually see podcasts on are Spotify and, and Apple uh, Music pretty much. Well, I guess Apple Podcasts. <laughs> that matter. That and, uh, you know, the podcast I watch are on those two and YouTube as well sometimes. So uh, I know Spotify is the one that I use the most and that's what a lot of people use. So I think on Spotify, because I've started listening to a lot of podcasts since I decided to do this, just to hear what else is out there in formats, it, you had to hit a follow button. Is that correct? That's correct. You'd say follow pretty it, much. Is there anything like like or anything like that or comments? Not that I'm too familiar with. I know, uh, you know, to stay up to date, you'll want to make sure that you hit the uh, the notification bell, just kind of like YouTube. 
Uh, I know there's one on YouTube for sure. Pretty sure there's one on Spotify. But I think if you just follow, though, it notifies you on Spotify. And this is not going to be on YouTube at all. No, oh. no more YouTube. This is just going to be on Spotify and Apple Podcast. That's it. We're, no videos. Who wants to see my face anymore anyways? It's, it's enough. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I listen to all, you know, pretty much 100% of mine on Spotify because that's just the platform that I use for music, podcasts, uh, works for me. Yeah. I think if I asked my audience from the past, what's one thing less you'd like to see on a show, they would say, your face. So this is going to work out great for everybody. So let's start off with the format of the show. Now, most weeks, I'm going to have a guest on. And if you think about the biggest podcast in the country right now, possibly the world, is the Joe Rogan experience. Who's Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan, uh, you might remember him from... 10, 20 years ago, he did Fear Factor. He's always been a stand-up comedian. Even today, he still does uh, stand-up comedy. But I think a lot of people know him from the UFC. He's a commentator from the UFC. If you look at his guests, about a third of them come from mixed martial arts, UFC. A third of them are comedians, just like him. And then the rest is just everybody else. So in my circles, I've got a lot of friends of Paramotors, which is kind of where... I guess the initial thought of does this really relate to paramotor pilots? But really, I want to, I really want to reach out to a bigger audience. I want to really find out what makes people successful, what makes them tick, who they are. So the guests that I'm going to be bringing on all have success stories, and I want us to learn from them and grow from them. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody who has a beautiful mansion. Or maybe they've got a, a big boat. They've got a lifestyle or they're doing things that I want to do. You know, just like maybe in my own life, I wanted to learn how to fly. And so I want to bring people in to talk about what they did to get themselves to those levels so that we can learn. So sometimes the hardest thing is just having a roadmap to success. And so by bringing in these people, from hearing what they have to say, from learning from them, we ourselves can develop our own roadmaps to a better life. And that's kind of where I want this this podcast to go. Who knows? It may be a couple weeks and we decide that the original name is not the name that this podcast should be and we rebrand it with a whole new name. But still along those lines, that trajectory of where I want to take the show. So we'll see. We'll see where this takes us. This is a big experiment. I think it's going to be fun. What I'm always going to try to do is, one, keep you entertained. To be consistent, whereas I'm going to have a new episode on every Monday at 7 a.m. So you said before that, you know, you should hit the notification, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think that's mainly for YouTube, though. I'm not sure if uh, I think with uh, Spotify, you want to make sure that you're followed. And, and anytime uh, that you'll post a video, uh, not a video, a podcast, <laughs> um, that it will just notify everybody that, hey, there's a new podcast. Okay. And so the good news is, is there's going to be a consistent, there's going to be consistent time, 7 a.m. every Monday morning, a new podcast is going to be coming out. Now, in addition to that, every Thursday, we're going to do something called Throwback Thursday. I have this huge library of hours upon hours upon hours of our Perimeter Nation shows from the last several years. I think the going back to 2018. And what I'm going to do is just to give you some more content. You know, it is older information, but it's still very 
relevant information. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. have an old Art Paramotor Nation show for you as well. Now, I think this is really great because, you know, I know you and me do a lot of driving for work and I'm sure everybody has to drive, you know, unless you're working from home. So now we have something to look forward to every, uh, you know, Monday and Thursday morning to throw on in the car and listen to on the way to work. So switches it up a little bit. So that way, you know, at least for me, I kind of got bored of listening to music, you know, five days a week on a nice long drive. So that's why I listen to podcasts. And and this is something to look forward to every Monday and Thursday morning. I hope so. <laughs> let's, let's not uh, give them something to be disappointed in. So hopefully it is. <laughs> so as I said, this is the first episode that we are going to be putting out there. In the next couple of days, uh, I've already got a couple of guests lined up and uh, they'll be coming out. So this one, if you're tuning in the very first day, this is July 31st. And then next Monday, the first episode with the guest is going to be Kyle Mooney. He's going to be talking about the new EFI system on the Vitarazzi Motors. And then I have Chucky Wright is going to be on the following Tuesday. The best way to find out what episodes are going to be on is going to be on the Facebook page. So you can go on to Facebook. You'll be able to find information on there. You'll be able to interact. If you know who the guest is going to be, you'll be able to ask me to ask them certain questions. And if I use your question, I'll use your name on the air. I don't know how I feel about that. And after I, I made that announcement, Brennan, on Facebook, you know, I got a couple crazy questions. So <laughs> I, I, I wonder if it's better to announce who the guest is going to be or just keep it a mystery and a surprise and have them tune in. I don't know. Do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I don't know, because I've seen, um, you know, people do it both ways. So there's definitely more of a surprise element than, you know, just announcing it Monday morning. Um, or I don't know, maybe even give some hints throughout the week. Yeah. I've got a couple guests already lined up, a couple of them that when I go to Moonshiners here in a few weeks, which is actually going to be after the date that this airs, uh, I've got a couple of interviews lined up for there. So we, we're going to have plenty of, of uh, guests lined up and a lot of good information on the podcast. I don't want to go into everybody yet, but you'll find out soon enough. So little background on me, if you've never tuned in and watched any of my shows or seen any of the videos that I put out on YouTube. So Brendan was the first person to show me what a paramotor was. And I always thought it was a Tucker Gott video that you had showed me, but you told me recently it wasn't Tucker Gott. Who was it? So this would have been years ago. <laughs> uh, you know, I was watching a guy named Patty Mayo, and uh, he's known for making um, like, you know, police and, and SWAT and, and bounty hunter videos on YouTube, just kind of like cheesy skits. But uh, he, in his free time, um, blew paramotors, I guess. And at this time, I had no idea even what a paramotor was myself. So, you know, I started looking into it and I was going on his Instagram, you know, he doesn't have the videos anymore on his Instagram. Um, but I, I, but he did back then I started watching them and looked into it and I went upstairs and this is what, right when I was getting into aviation as well, I'll share a little bit about my story. Uh, but I was just getting ready to go to the career center for aviation. So this was like my early aviation days. And, uh, yeah, I went upstairs. I remember you were sitting on the couch and I said, this is crazy. It's like a flying machine. It's got a a parachute. It's got a motor on the back. And I think that's what, uh, you know, I, I just showed it to you as like, wow, that would be a dream. You know, that'd be crazy. When I showed it to you, I thought nothing of, you know, like I thought you were just going to think it was cool and then, you know, move on with the day. But apparently it must have sparked your interest. 
Well, Superman sparked my interest when I was a very little kid. And I can honestly say that after you had shown me that, and as you said, sparked my interest, you went from being your mother's favorite child to her least favorite child. <laughs> Because you caused us a lot of money by showing me this. No, I'm kidding. She doesn't have a favorite child. She loves all of her children equally. Yeah. So that's, that's, it was Patty May. Patty Mayo. Mayo. I think after I showed you that, because he doesn't, he did not do any paramotor videos. His content was only his, um, you know, like his bounty hunter and his police videos, uh, which is why I watched him. I didn't watch him for aviation. So I think after I showed you that, you know, you were actually interested and I was like, oh, okay. So then we started, you know, looking up what this thing was called, you know, and, and we wanted to know more information on it. I think that's where we stumbled across the McDonald's video. Yeah. By Tucker Gott. Tucker Gott. And then, yeah, I just started watching a lot of YouTube videos. Tucker, uh, Kyle O'Glee, Mark Honeycutt, Anthony Vella, Tom Kubot, uh, Bart Berry, Fly Guy, Alberta, The Aviator Show. I think Aviator Show was on like Tuesday afternoons like at six o'clock or wednesday something like that and that was big for a while too um i think i mentioned robert michael's uh paragliding talk show which is still on i think he's going four or five years at this point which is unbelievable uh flight junkies uh kurt fister so kurt actually became i don't like to use the word instructor because he really didn't do too much instructing but i went to flight junkies and I listen to, I think his, the way he does it is he, he knows you're going to watch his videos. He knows you're going to even says, this is not an instructional video. He knows you're going to learn from it or, or watch it. And so when I showed, when I showed up to, uh, to my flight junkies trainee, me and uh, the other guy that showed up, he even said, did you watch my videos? Cause that's everything you need to know. Oh, okay, great. I'm glad I watched them. But I just watched these videos over and over and over on my iPhone every night. And your poor mother, Brennan had to go to sleep every night hearing Kurt Fister's voice. Yikes. So first flight for me was at Flight Junkies on September 11th, 2018. Came home back to Cincinnati, started flying here, uh, found some guys uh, randomly called the Tri-State Skywalkers. Um, I still fly with a couple of them, Mark Ryder, Patrick Bryant, new guy named John Walker has recently joined us and which is great. I love flying in a group together. Anytime we can all get out together on a good evening and have a nice flight and be there to support each other in case somebody has some some issues with their motor. And uh, I don't know, I, this creative bone inside me said, start making videos because everybody wants to be a YouTube star. Everybody's going to be a YouTube star, make tons of money. So I started a, a channel. What do we call it? We called it Paramotor Crazy. In fact, I still have my 22-meter Spider 3, Ozone Spider 3, and it's got the Paramotor Crazy logo on it. No one's ever going to buy that thing. <laughs> it's, it's had some history. It's had some water landings, too. So, But I, you know, I did videos reviewing like my helmet, reviewing the heated gloves I bought, the chase camera uh, that I got. Um, I think one time I made a, a video, I dressed up as Santa Claus, and I flew over... Well, not right over neighborhoods, but right around neighborhoods. Remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I remember I made this one video. So here I am. I was, and, and, you know, the, here's the thing about YouTube, YouTubers is that, and I see that all the time at fly-ins when, when there's someone there that's got a lot of videos or a lot of views, you see people coming up to them. I've, I was 
Brendan was actually at me at a bad apples fly in one time. I was standing talking with Tom Kubat and someone came up and asked us both for autographs. And I'm like, and Brendan looked at me like, uh, you're just my dad. You're no one special. What is this about? So it, it's kind of crazy, but you do look up to people. And I even remember the first time, you know, I saw some of the YouTubers. I was kind of like, oh man, there he is. That's the guy that's all over my computer screen. It's, it's like seeing a movie star in, in a small little way, but I guess it's, it's kind of like that. I liked the videos more because, you know, I could get to see what you're doing in the paramotor world. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in high school, I was very busy and, and I'm still very busy. And so for me, you know, getting to watch the videos, it's like, Hey, you know, this is what, this is what my dad's doing right now in paramotors. So, um, you know, he told me, you know, over the phone, how everything went with, you know, the train, his first flight and, and the training and everything, but getting to see the videos too, um, you know, put a, a visual picture with the story. And I think that does, you know, I think that's, you know, how it is for, um, for other people too. They get to visually see, you know, what you're going through. Yeah. I, I wanted to do something a little different. Like I, I get bored just watching people flying. I think a lot of people do, but you know what someone once said to me, I'm doing it for me. It's from my own memories. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, I remember I did a video and you were in it. I had less than a hundred subscribers. I think at that time too, it was like, Oh, I want to compete. I want to get bigger than this person. I had less than a hundred subscribers and I did a video and I included you in it. It was called Devastating Day. And I, it was about, I was looking at the windsock, I think is what it was. I don't know if the windsock, I think the windsock was too windy to fly. And I, it was, we did it in black and white. And I panned over to you coming out of the garage and you go, dad, are you flying today? I said, no, it's too, some like it's too, it's too windy. And you're like, dude, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> well, it caught the attention of a person that I was like always watching his his YouTube videos, and that was Kyle O'Glee. And Kyle left a uh, a comment saying that was hilarious. My wife and I are both laughing. You just got your 86 subscriber, and I thought, oh, I made it! I made it! I'm I'm the man. <laughs> so that was that was at YouTubing. Um, the but- flying. The flying videos are really cool, but they also can be oversaturated, you know, like seeing the same angle, the same flight, you know, everybody's got flying videos. So I think really doing like the, you know, doing something different, like, like a podcast or, or even like a skit like that, that, you know, it's, it's funny for these paramotor pilots to, to watch, you know, when they're not able to fly. There was one video I did and I, I still think it's funny. I don't know if it got the reaction I was hoping for, but it was called Bohemian Rhapsody where I... I was really utilizing a green screen and just like the uh, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, there was four heads and they were all my my head. I started off with a full beard and then in the next head, I shaved it down to a goatee and then I shaved, I think everything or just a mustache and then nothing. And it, it was funny. I don't know. I just, I tried to do it. Then after that, um, Rick Davies, PPG Gorilla, watched a lot of his shows, reached out to him like a little fanboy. And uh, started this fake feud. And it's funny because now we're real, really good friends, Rick and I. And uh, a lot of people believe that this feud that we were doing was real. In fact, I think I took it too far at one point. I actually got, and this is one of the, some people's favorite video that I've ever done, was the 30-foot inflatable gorilla that I bought. And I brought it to uh, uh, Swanee Flyin one year too. The funny thing about that video, I was trying to figure out how to put this thing up in the air. And at one point I'm pushing on its rear end and it looks like it's, it's, it looks like it's, I got my head up its ass. So what's, what could not be funny about that? So if you haven't seen that video, go check it out. 
That was hilarious. So, Brent, let's talk a little bit about you. And you had mentioned aviation. We're going to come back to a little bit more about how I got to this point. But I want people to know who you are. And you know what? A lot of people will ask about you, either, you know, people I'm talking to on the phone, what's going on with Brennan and his flying or, or people that I, you know, saw at uh, a fly-in will ask what's going on with Brennan. As you mentioned before, you were looking to go into aviation. So where are you with that now? Yes. Yeah, so when I was in my sophomore year of high school, uh, I, well, I guess, let me go back to even uh, before then, ever since I was a kid, I thought airplanes were cool. I was the kid that would press every single button in the elevator, and my parents knew me as the button presser. I'd love to press buttons as a kid, so they even told me when I was young, like, oh man, you'd be a perfect pilot, because, you know, you see the pictures of those 737 cockpits with all of the buttons. Just to get into elevators and push every button, and to this day, I think you're still pushing my buttons. So, uh, so you know, when I was a sophomore and in high school, that's what I was really trying to decide. What did I want to do as a career? Uh, I know, you know, towards freshman year, I even thought about, you know, maybe doing something, you know, you know, police, firefighter, you know, I was thinking about that for a while. Um, but aviation was one of those that was always kind of in the back of my head. Even I even thought, you know, freshman, sophomore year, maybe I'll do sales. Uh, I always was interested in, in that as well. But uh, I had to decide sophomore year because I either was going to stick with high school junior year or I was going to go to our Warren County Career Center, which is like a uh, it's like a career center that they the, all the schools in the surrounding area. Um, you can go there and, and there's you know all these different careers. You would choose one of them and do that for your junior and senior year. So I ended up uh, going with the aviation route. And uh, so I went uh, to the Career Center for Aviation. And I don't regret that one bit. I had uh, an amazing time there. I learned so much about uh, aviation. And uh, I just found out that that was what I was really passionate about. Um, I started flight training uh, for fixed way, uh, you know, right at the beginning of my junior year. And uh, it just went, you know, uphill from there. I, I pursued the training. Uh, it was very... Uh, I was considering a uh, commercial or corporate pilot as a career. And right around this time, uh, you had started flying and uh, with the paramotor. Uh -huh. And so I wanted to get into that as well. So uh, from there, uh, I, we got me trained on trike. Right. Uh, paramotor. Right. So COVID came around. And what did that do to your flight training? So this was, keep in mind, my junior year was 2019 to 2020. So, you know, I I did my first solo on um, March 15th of 2020. So yeah. if you guys don't remember that day, that was the day that COVID happened. Actually, my flight was the last, my, my solo, my very first solo was my last flight that the airport did until they shut down. So that put a huge hole in my uh, aviation. Well, because a lot of it is that you had to be sitting in a cockpit with someone and they wouldn't be sitting in the cockpit with you because of COVID restrictions. Yeah, because you're definitely not within. So it's it slowed it down to next to nothing. It At the school, which was a privately owned family business, the way that they did their, their signups was near impossible to get yourself uh, scheduled consistently. Uh, we looked into sporties, 
which is over by the University of Cincinnati's flight training area. And really all the students at UC really get first preferential treatment. So at one point we took you down to Florida, right? And you did some flight training down there with someone and you got a lot of hours in there. But it just it just seemed when we got back here, it's still next to impossible to get that final last 5% done, right? So it was, so it was frustrating for me because... Then the flight school finally opened months after. I think it was, uh, this is a small little mom and pop school. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, it's not like there's any actual plan to get you your private pilot license, which I'm a very organized, you know, goal driven person. And so when there's no plan for me, it's kind of like, all right, I'm showing up. What are we doing today? So, you know, when I showed up, they're like, okay, well, we need to redo everything that you did. So there's, you know, more time and more money. <laughs> and so I get back up to that point again. Now I'm pretty much at the 40 hours and I'm just about to do my next first solo again, it feels like. So I wasn't really going anywhere there. Uh, so yeah, like, like he was, like you're saying, uh, you know, went to sporties and, um, uh, same situation there. It was very hard to get on the schedule and, uh, I just wasn't succeeding at any training there. So yeah. Florida was the best success that I had. That finally got me up to all my accomplishments. I, I was flying for multiple hours every single day for those five days in a row. That's that's the best success I had. But then, yep, we came back here and um, and it was just back to normal. It was like I couldn't get in with any check ride examiner. I couldn't get in with any instructors that were going to help me stay consistent. Uh-huh. So what is Brendan Wolf doing now? People want to know. So I started, you know, because flight training is expensive. So I started uh, my career in sales and I'm loving it. Uh, it's, I've decided, you know, at this point, it's, it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, you know, maybe even go start my own business one day uh, and pursue sales in that aspect. Um, but I'm not shying away from aviation. Uh, I'm still very passionate about it. Uh, and it's, you know, my vision for the future is, is, I just want to do it, you know, for fun and in my free time. I, I don't want to make it a career. I definitely want to do sales as a career, but I, I want to make it my, uh, my hobby, my passion. So, uh, right now it's just, I'm still in the hunt to find a private instructor or somebody that's, you know, in the area that would be willing to sit down and come up with a plan and help me get this finished. So, Hey, if there's anyone in the Cincinnati area listening for this, <laughs> give me a call. So, um, but yeah, I, I want to do that. Uh, my you know goal once I get that license is uh, then to go the uh, rotorcraft option. I want to I want to fly helicopters too one day. So nice sticking with those goals, and I, I'm not going to ever give up on those. All right, all right. Thanks, Brian. We'll get back to you in a second here. Uh, so as you said, yeah, we did learn how to do the triking. Um, at that point, I was still triking. Around that time, too, I think it was when I went down to my first fly-in, which was the Bad Apples fly-in, met Rick Davies down there, the gorilla. That was the year of, oh, so many memories, the big storm that came out of nowhere and the coconut bras. So things I want to forget. So, yeah, I did uh, the triking for a while. Uh, wanted to learn to foot launch. Uh, met a guy who kind of kept me from making a bad decision one morning, uh, flying in uh, some not good air because I really didn't get that good of a training and learning over at Flight Junkies. Guy's name was Mike Cotter from Fly My PPG. So I went up to uh, Michigan, did my foot launch training with him, met the great Ross Gasway. 
who is just a stud. And then uh, as I was leaving, two other guys were coming in just to hang out and I'm not sure where they were going or if they were training there, but uh, doing their training. And that was Travis Burns and Kyle Mooney from One Up Adventures. That was the first time I got to meet those two guys. Uh, as far as my equipment, yeah, so I started off with a Fresh Breeze Monster with an air design wing. Went to a, after I did my flight, uh, my foot launch training, did a Pure Jet Maverick with an Atom 80 and a 22 meter spider from Ozone, as I said. Somewhere around there, I started doing this show called Paramotor Nation. It was me and another guy. Um, after about 20 episodes, things were changing. I was getting letters from an attorney from that guy, real, real classy guy. So I don't even mention his name. But as the show continued to evolve, I met a lot of great people that came on the show and really got some great relationships going. People like uh, John Rippa, Dave Ruff, Nicole Phoenix, even Rick Davies did a couple shows too. But after a couple years, it got to a point where, you know, we just interviewed everybody out there that had something to contribute to the community. And pretty much every topic was covered. Why did I start this own show? The show is I really wanted to ask my own questions. There was other shows out there, uh, but I had my own questions I wanted to ask, and I just felt I could do it in a unique way. Did one really impactful video. I'll say this. It was called Free Training Versus Paying 3500 That video right now has 26,000 views. And as I talked about doing that flashback Thursdays, uh, that's a video that I'm thinking that's a great one that's just audio. That can be just audio. So that's a great one too. So if someone's even thinking, well, do I get the free training or uh, or do I pay up to 3500 I don't know, it could even be more at this point for some schools. Uh, it talks about the difference of what you can get and if it's right for you. And as I continued on my little journey, I uh, wanted to get my tandem exemption. Uh, Fly Products Rider flew one of those uh, down at Palm Bay Fly-In. Really liked it a lot. Ended up getting a Fly Products Rider with a Moster 185 and a 38-meter Triox for the tandem. Unfortunately, I really loved it, but I got rid of it. And I think it was a mistake. I know it was. You know, none of my family really was interested in flying it. I think they had all the instructional <laughs> flights that they could handle. And then as soon as I got rid of it, my, my kids were like, you shouldn't have gotten rid of it. I kind of want to fly again, so that's all right. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah, if you want what you don't have. That's right. Did my SIV training with Andrew Fuller at Skylab. Oh, my gosh. If you get a chance to do that, you should definitely do that. But um, that's uh, pretty much it. I mean, there's been some crazy mistakes I have made and some things that have opened some people's eyes. I, I uh, landed in a river during one of the Dave Purden fly-ins, which uh, ended up making, I don't know if you call it news or a national show. There was a show, I don't think it's even on anymore. It's called Right This Minute. And uh, this uh, producer called and saw this video of me flying into or landing into a a river. What was amazing about that is that even though the wing was completely saturated, on my third attempt, I was able to launch off of the riverbank and fly back to the fly-in, which was unbelievable. And... um, so the producer calls me and asks if they could use it. I'm thinking, yeah, sure, use the video. No one's going to see it anyway, so I won't be embarrassed. I get two phone calls the day it airs. One is from my mother in Cleveland who sees the video. But worse than that, Anthony Peregringo, Anthony Dalton, who is a, uh, a moderator on Robert Michael's Paragliding Talk, calls me up from San Diego, says, 
what the F is going on? I'm sitting in my cigar shop and all of a sudden you're on my TV. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was a bad choice to let them use that. Brendan, now I want to go back to you for a second. You got the foot launch training. You trained down with Travis Burns of One Up Adventures as well as Mike Cotter. He was there as well helping. Are you? How did you enjoy it? Are you still flying? What's your plans? I loved it. Um, if you were to ask me right now if I prefer foot launch or trike, I'd say foot launch. Um, I love the uh, the feeling of having that free flight. Now I'm not flying much anymore. Uh, I just you know with with where life is right now, I just I feel like I'm so busy and I you know I don't have my own unit. Um, I probably will get one one day when I find one that I like <laughs> um, and, and a wing and all of that. Uh, but right now, you know, I'm just flying every once in a while whenever, um, you know, the whenever I can use your paramotor. <laughs> I think doing that show, there was a lot of positives about it. I, you know, a lot of people were educated. A lot of people enjoyed it. I still get people asking or have for a while, when are you going to do another show again? Uh, we got to meet a lot of people we might not have ever had the opportunity to meet. Jeff Goyne, author of the PPG Bible, he invited us to his house, and you and I both got to go fly in his helicopter. That was freaking awesome. Thank you, Jeff Goyne, for that. Yeah. No, that's those kind of things are experiences of a lifetime. That that you know, getting to do that kind of stuff. You know, I you know always had a perception of helicopters like, oh shoot, well what happens if the engine goes out, just falls out of the sky. But it was a very educational experience. I found out that if the engine goes out, they glide down just like a paramotor or an airplane. Jeff did not kill the motor, just so everybody knows. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's that kind of stuff that changes your perspective for life. And and now, now I'm considering getting my uh, helicopter license after my private. Dad, this is uh, getting into paramotoring. Gosh, I can't believe it's almost been five years now. It's definitely been a lot of dreams come true. Uh, one of the, my best, my favorite flight was only a four and a half minute flight. And that was last year when I flew, it was veterans night at our kids high school. And I flew the game ball into the stadium, had all my permissions. Everything was, was covered. But I flew the game ball into the stadium and gave the game ball to a veteran. And that was just awesome. Brendan, you were there. My girls were there. My wife was there. Dave Ruff, my buddy was there to help as well. So that was just an awesome event. And obviously something you can't do if you don't fly. All right, so I want to talk about why I canceled our Paramotor Nation and, and why this is all starting. You know, Robert's show was the only show that was on. I wanted to see one dedicated show just for paramotors because that was paragliding and paramotors. I, I really wanted to see one just for, for PPG. So over the years, I developed it, started some new things that were never done before. I remember Sean Nasker uh, doing the old paragliding talk shows, and they were giving away uh, prizes as they still do. And Sean would write everybody's name that was in the chat and then pull a name out of the hat. And eventually uh, I was doing that to begin with. And then we found this cool little wheel that's online that we can type names in. And that was a lot better. And doing things like that, evolving the show, putting graphics on, uh, being able to pull people's names and their own logo right onto the show when they asked a question. And it was pretty cool. And at some, I guess at the pinnacle of the show, we had 100 people watching live each and every week. And that was awesome. The problem is that it's a lot of work. You know, what I love the most about the show was interviewing people, sometimes just asking hard questions, making some, some people squirm 
but they answered the difficult questions. And when I asked them, I always asked in a respectful way and never, ever would disrespect any of my guests. What stressed me out about doing our paramotoration was really Sunday nights, not being able, I say Sunday nights, but really it was all of Sunday for the most part, not being able to be with my wife, not being able to be with my kids, stressing about the show, making sure all the graphics look good. I mean, this is stuff through the week too making sure that I had a guest, making sure the guests would be on the show and on time, hoping that they were going to show up before the show started. I remember one time we had Amelia Plack on. I think she was in France at the time. And the time she had to be on was three in the morning. She overslept. So now I'm on the show with no guest and not sure what I'm about to ask. Uh, there was a lot of times my internet would be weak and sometimes the show would just look so bad it would crash in the middle of the, stro- the show. Um, I would stress out a lot about just making sure everything would go right. A uh, couple other things. I had at least a dozen sponsors. And sometimes what was really strange is that I might have a sponsor. Out- I might have two sponsors. One of them is going to be on the show this night. And the other sponsor is not comfortable with that because they're in direct competition with that. I had one sponsor because we had this whole website too. I had one sponsor reach out to me and saying, you know, my logo is always on the bottom and I don't like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just not what I signed up to do. So there was that. And again, you know, like I said, Robert's been doing this for four or five years. I give him a lot of credit for doing this consistently for for this many years. You know, and I think also when you have sponsors, there's a little bit of, if, if you can't do your show one night, there's a little bit of guilt of, oh gosh, can't do the show sponsors aren't going to get their names mentioned. They're going to be upset. So here's what I'm going to say about paramotor life. There's no sponsors. There is no sponsors at all. And that takes a huge weight off of my shoulders because there's no one to answer to. There's not going to be a super chat. That means if Stephen Minty wants me to read his joke on and he's going to give me a couple bucks to do that, it's not going to happen. Sorry, Stephen. I know you're listening, but I'm not going to do it. You can do it on the Facebook page, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, I just don't want to be held captive to anybody. I want to do what I want. I want to cuss if I want to cuss. I want my guests to cuss if I, if they want to cuss. There's no cuss jar. Go ahead, Brennan. You can do it. I know you're dying to do it. No, I don't cuss in front of my parents. <laughs> okay, fine. Be that way. Damn you, boy. So yeah, no sponsors. No, Maybe at some point, well, you know, I say no sponsors, but I'll say this, if SeatGeek, if you're listening and you want to sponsor the show, that might be worth it. So we'll see about that. Maybe eventually we'll do Patreon. I don't know. This is only going to cost me 20 some bucks a month for some subscriptions that I have to make this show possible. We'll see. Look, if you want to, if you see me at a fly and you want to buy me a beer or something like that, that's cool. I love that that'd be great. Or just say thanks. You know, the feedback is, is really a lot of thanks enough, whether you do it, if you can leave a comment on these podcasts, if that's possible, or if you do it right in on the Facebook page, I appreciate all that. I really, really do. And again, it's, it's, this is the thing. It's not about money for me. I'm not doing this podcast to make money. I'm really not. I don't need a few bucks here and there. I'm doing this because I want to do it. And I, I, I got to say thank you to a couple people, friends of mine that I reached out to when I was considering doing this. And I said, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. What do you think? And they both said that the two people that I asked said, why are you doing this? And I said, well, I feel like I, I, I have something that I can contribute, that this information that we're going to be sharing is contributing to the paramotor community. It's going to make it a safer flying environment, maybe a more fun, more educated environment too. 
I enjoy doing the interviews. I enjoy speaking like this. Uh, I just don't want to be held captive to saying, hey, I got to be on every Sunday night and give up the time, which is great because the first few interviews I'm doing, we're doing it at times when my wife is working. So she'll never be without me and I'll never be without her. The kids will be in school, which is great. And I can do several shows at a time and then schedule them every Monday at 7 a.m., which is fantastic. So it's really a win-win, I think, for everybody. One thing that I will miss is the interaction with the chat that you have on a YouTube show. So, you know, like I said, if there's questions that, you you know, if you know that I'm going to have a certain guest and you want to ask questions or if there's topics you want to be discussed or certain people that you'd like to hear on the podcast, Facebook is the best way to reach out to me and give me any comments or feedback that you like. One last thought too, and, and again, I've given this a lot of thought of how to make this podcast unique. I don't want this just to be about paramotors. That's that's too narrow of a topic. It's going to have paramotors, and every episode will discuss paramotors. But as I have people on, I want to know about them. I want... When my guest comes on the show, I want you to feel like at the end of the episode that you could go up to that guest at the fly-in and you feel like you already know them because you got a lot of information out of this. So it's going to be more fun, more relaxed, more enjoyable, more more just a conversation. So so you ready to get into it? Get into what? The podcast. We're, that's, we're 40 minutes or so into the podcast. What are you talking about? Well, I'm sure everyone wants to hear, you know, uh, where'd you get the name from? Paramotor Life. Okay, that's a good question. Okay. Oh, you got questions? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do that. All right. Well, cool. All right. We're not wrapping up soon. <laughs> so where did I come up with the name Paramotor Life? So about three, four weeks ago, uh, me and my wife Jenny and our two girls Addison and Jillian, uh, we had to go down to Orlando uh, for a wedding. The girls were actually in the wedding. It was at Disney World, right on the at the chapel there. So it was it was a big time wedding. And we had some time to go over to Cocoa Beach. So we went to Cocoa Beach early in the morning for sunrise. It was awesome. And interesting enough, three paramotors come flying over the beach. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had my paramotor here. Ah, oh, this would be awesome. I ended up putting, this is interesting, I put a post on Facebook saying, it's it, it, Jillian, my daughter, took a great picture of a guy flying right over the pier. Beautiful picture, right? we got the water in there. Just a bird was in the picture, just absolutely gorgeous. And, and actually on the Paramotor Life Facebook page, uh, page uh, before I just changed it to Paramotor Life, it was this picture. And I put a post out there saying, if this is you, land first so I can go fly your equipment. And two, let me know who it is. I'd love to know who this was. So Jeff Dean, who is a guy that I have flown with, says, yeah, that's me. Didn't know you were in town. You could have definitely had some equipment to fly. I'm like, damn. So anyways, there was that day. We had a great time in the ocean. We, we got some Dunkin' Donuts. We had breakfast on the beach. We got in the ocean for about an hour and just did some body surfing and just had a blast. So much fun. Went over to Ron John's surf shop. Okay. Because I'm not just all about paramotors. I'm about everything out there. Went to Ron John's, got my wife a salt life. I always saw salt life. And I'm like, what the hell is salt life? What does that even mean? Now I know what it means. It means you're, 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 you're always in the water. You're, you're surfing. You're snorkeling. You're just, you just enjoy the beach. That's the salt life. And so I thought, paramotor life. I think I was originally going to come up with paramotor this week. 
And my wife and my buddy Tim Gaskins were like, that's not really catchy. So I came up with salt, paramotor life, not salt life, paramotor life, because you're living the paramotor life. It's all about flying. It's all about friends and camaraderie and flyings. And, and that's what, that's what we do. You know, there's more to paramotoring than just flying. You know, when I think of it, I think of, you know, the fly-ins and, and the community, the paramotor community and, um, you know, and all of that too. And that's, I love the name of this podcast. That's good. I mean, you're right though. There is more to it. Because you're not just talking about paramotors. Well, you're talking about, you know, you funny stories. If you think about the last two Bad Apples fly-ins, I talk about the Bad Apples fly-ins. I am a Bad Apple member. Uh, and last couple of years, I've helped uh, be on the, the committee that has put on the fly-in. And if you look at the last two years, we've, we've raised a lot of money for a lot of charitable causes. Resurgence PPG. Aurora PPG, there's there's a, a fly it for gauge and you know, fly it for gauge. Let's talk about that. Shane Robbins uh started Fly It for Gauge uh in memory of his son. And it he just did a, his very first fly in uh about a month or so ago. And he uh it, we the bad apples fly in helped to really hit his his goal, I think even double his goal if I if I remember correctly, of what he was hoping to raise. And that goes for scholarships for kids at, I think, local high schools. So it's not all about paramotoring. Everybody has a life outside of paramotoring too. And that's kind of where I want to dig and go a little bit deeper and, and really get to know the people that give us the opportunity to speak with them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You know, going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, I know you've made a, a couple of mistakes and we all learn from our mistakes, but I think there's some funny stories that come out of it too. And everybody listening, you know, can has their own funny story about being at Bad Apples and seeing you go into that lake. But I think back to the uh, the tree. And, and, and some people... The tree. Know, oh, the long tree. Long ago. Uh, but, you know, when you first started flying, you were never taught about... Rotor. Rotor, yeah. Uh, in a paramotor. And so you took off in this, this field that was surrounded all around by trees. And yeah. I guess you uh, went into the tree. That was what was that your first accident? That was yes, I think it was. I was at this small field. It was the elementary school. You had called me and said, "Hey, Dad, I'm at the football game with my buddies. Wouldn't it be cool if you just flew around and we could see you up there?" I'm like, "Dude, you got it, buddy. I'm on it." So I go to this field. I'm already feeling a little bit of pressure because I told you I'd be in the air at a certain time. And I think I actually had two two launches that didn't happen, if I remember. It's been a while. That's what I remember. But I never even pulled the glider back. Stupid mistake. I never even went back to the starting point. I just thought, oh, I got enough enough space to take off. And lo and behold, I didn't. Uh, I had some issues. And I went into the tree. And it was the video's out there. So you can find it. But uh, I remember thinking, oh, I had, oh, it was horrible. I, I remember gasoline was pouring on me. I remember I had to jump down about 12 feet from the tree. I'm like, so many thoughts in my mind. How am I going to get this out of the tree? Uh, and I think the worst thought was, what is your mother going to say? She's going to kill me. She's going to say, I was right. I was right. So from my perspective, I'm sitting at this football game and uh, I was 
for those of you who don't know, I did uh, Air Force J ROTC in high school, my freshman and sophomore year. And I helped out my junior and senior year as well, but mainly freshman and sophomore year. I was the color guard commander. So we did events for like football games where we would present the uh, American flag for the national anthem. And we just finished that and I'm sitting here waiting for uh, him to fly over and uh, n- there's nothing. So I checked my phone and, and we all have our location and uh, I checked his location. and He was just sitting in the woods right, right, right next to the field. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? I tried calling him a couple of times. Brandon calls me up. He goes, how's it hanging? I'm like, shit up. How'd you know? But yeah, no response, nothing. So I, I got a little nervous and we waited it out. And about five or 10 minutes after that, I still got no response. So uh, me and a couple of, me, me and one of my good friends and uh, the, uh, our teacher um, for the, for uh, Air Force J-Rotsi, uh we jumped in his truck and, and he was willing to, you know, drive over to the field and see what's going on. We got there and sure enough, we saw the paramotor hanging in the tree. So I uh, went over to see if he was okay. And, you know, what happened? You were just sitting in the tree. I think I was out of the tree by then. Any other embarrassing stories you want to bring up? So, yeah, we ended up getting you down and, yeah. and we rescued you. But yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of funny stories and, and I'll be excited to share a lot of yeah, that podcast. Uh, yeah, I know. As the podcasts go on, certain guests around, we're gonna we're gonna reflect on things. I'll talk about experiences I've happened, and it's hard to believe that I've been flying five years and I would have that many things to talk about. But yeah, you know, interesting enough, the first two guests that I have booked are both self trained pilots. Now, one of them, the first person, is really he's gone on to do so much training other people, uh, both at Aviator and then at One Up Adventures, and that's Kyle Mooney. But it's like, I look at this now and I had such crummy training over at my original training place. That's like, how does a self-trained pilot really even, you don't know what you don't know. So how are you supposed to know this from a video? Video only teaches you so much. So, and here's the thing too, and I'm going into this whole podcast with every guest with the idea of we agree to disagree. And that's okay. That's okay. I think... In this world, the way the politics are right now, the way that everybody's beliefs are, we have got to be able to agree to disagree. And if we can do that, it's going to be a much happier place, happier country, happier world. So who else do you have planned on to be on the show? Well, I'll I'll tell you this, because nothing's set in stone. Hopefully it is, but nothing's set in stone. But um, I'll share with you some of the people I've spoken with. Andrew Fuller, I'm. He's going to be out in a couple of weeks. Andy, obviously, he's got a lot he wants to talk about, not just SIV, and that's the thing too. There's been Andy's been on shows so many times. I don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. So that's one thing I'm really focusing on with all of these guests is maybe recapping, but not dwelling on everything that we've heard a hundred times. And Andy's got some new stuff he wants to talk about. He's doing something very, very special right now at the time of this recording that he'll go ahead and tell us what he did. Uh, so Andy's going to be on um, at the Moonshiners Flying. I'm going to be speaking with uh, PBG Gorilla, Rick Davies, my buddy. We're going to be uh, talking about Kraft Paramotors. He's the only importer in this country for Kraft Paramotors. So I, I really, you know, I, it's a great opportunity at this 
podcast. He doesn't get to the West Coast. So hopefully this podcast reaches people in the West Coast so they can learn about another alternative for paramotors out there as well. So he'll talk about that. Uh, also, I you know, there's so many people, Brandon, that I've seen go train, they fly for a year or two, and then they want to become an instructor. And Rick has really done a great job of going from blue-collar guy to trainer, owner of a business. And so I wanted him to really talk about how he did this and because it really is the right way that he went about doing so, uh, doing this. Uh, Todd Scandrat, Resurgence PPG. I haven't heard from him in a while. Todd said that he's going to try to make moonshiners. And if we have time, we'll go ahead and talk with him. Also, uh, Sandy and Jillian from Aviator. I wanted to talk to them about a couple different things. I'm not going to go too deep into that conversation yet. I may be missing someone else, but I think those six are the first ones that we have lined up. So you'll hear those starting next week with Kyle Mooney. And uh, we'll keep adding them on, like I said. If, if you're listening to the show and you have someone specifically you'd like for me to talk with, you can go and send me uh, through Facebook on the Facebook page. Um, and we'll try to have that person on. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to listen and hear what everybody's got. I think it's going to be exciting. Cool. Anything else from you? No, how, I thought you would just talked about personal life. I'm asking, what's going on in your personal life? Well, I got a girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend. I got a beautiful He is off. We've actually, it. <laughs> we've actually been together for a little, um, little over a year and a half now. Yeah. So uh, things are getting serious. When do we get to meet her? No. <laughs> her name. I go over one. Her name is Destiny, and my wife and I absolutely adore her. She's a sweetheart, and we're so happy that Brennan has her in his life. Yeah, I love her. She's um, she's my best friend. That's awesome. That's what you need. What about pets? You have one or two pets or a couple hundred? Yeah, I have about 60, actually. <laughs> 60. How did you get 60 pets? So uh, moved into moved out and into my own apartment uh, January, beginning of January. And yes, uh, so I've been there for about seven months now. Do you believe we're uh, almost halfway through July? I'm uh, yeah, started off by getting a few fish, then two bunnies, and then the fish had babies, and then the snails had babies. There we had snails too. Now, yep, the snails just had some babies. So we don't actually have a, because there's so many fish. How many tanks do you have set up in your kitchen? It's like seven or eight. It's like an aquarium when you walk into his apartment. Yeah, three on the island and three on the counter, so six. Okay. So you have babies and you have teenagers and then the adult fish, right? Yes, that's what we call them. We've got the teenager tank, the baby tank. Because they had two sets of babies. but uh, we And then we brought three hermit crabs home. Uh, we just got back from a trip. Uh, we were in Clearwater for, for a week. And we got these hermit crabs because, you know, of course, you know, can't come back without a pet. So we bring these hermit crabs back and we're like, oh shoot, I don't know if we can bring these through TSA. So, you know, we throw them in the book bag. We're like, hopefully they don't see these things. And of course the buzzer goes off. They pull us to the side and they're like, we need to search this bag. They pull out these hermit crabs and, and we're like, you know, what, what are they going to do? Throw them away? We, we were nervous. They say, you know, you're not supposed to put live animals through the x-ray. You know, that could hurt them, right? Shoot. We didn't even think about that. So, but they made it home and they're alive. We've had them for about a month. Are they glowing from the X? <laughs> nope, they're good. They're good. And uh, we just recently got a golden retriever. So we have our uh, little dog. <laughs> yes. You didn't get it. You were stole it. 
from me. Yeah, we just we loved her so much that we took her from my my parents. Yeah, that's okay. She's still in the family. We love Roxy. So she's the best. Yeah, I you know trying to travel a little bit and work, and uh, we're just always at the pool too. I mean, you can find us at our neighborhood pool at least five times. I forgot to tell you, we're coming over to the pool after this is done. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Got, got a chair set. We, oh, there you go. Yeah, we're there. We're there pretty much every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's your life. Sales. You're selling. So Brennan said he's in sales, but he's really working. Same company I am, Renewal by Anderson. We sell high, what do you, what'd you call it the other day? I said high quality energy like, windows. People ask me what I do for work. I do in-home high ticket sales. There you go. So there. if you need windows, call me. No, call me. <laughs> we'll fight over it fun part about working together yeah we have a good time it's awesome as for me uh the last year and a half since i've been off the air from our paramotor nation been flying as much as i can um it hasn't been the highest priority in my life uh certainly my family is something i don't neglect um our two girls Addison and Jillian, they started at a new school and uh, they are as ever into their lacrosse, but they also do cross country. They do uh, track, they do uh, cheerleading. Jenny just started a job at that school as well. And she's, she's the junior high cheerleading coach. So everybody's busy. There's so many things to do. I want to get to as many of my kids things as I possibly can. And on top of that, there's another child, Logan who uh, Logan is is uh, our second oldest, Brennan's younger brother, and Logan is starting college in just about a month at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. So we're getting ready to send him there. Uh, and we're just trying to keep up with life, you know, just trying to, to take it day by day. And we've got plans for the future. Uh, we've got some big plans for the future, and I don't want to go too deep into that yet. Uh, I'll tell you, tell you when I can. So in just seven months, you went from a household of, well, six humans <laughs> down to four. Uh, oh, yeah. As of next month, we'll be down to four. You also, my boys have left me with the girls. I'm not sure if I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, we took one of your dogs. Um, yeah, so we're downsizing. Yeah. So we got that. and Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Awesome. All right. Well, that's the first show. I hope you're still listening. Yeah. Hey. We'll do this. If you guys are listening, leave a comment, uh, you know, on the, you know, I don't know if you can leave a comment on Spotify. I don't think you can, uh, but we'll do a Facebook post or whatever. Yeah, we'll leave a comment. Like what, what's the uh, I comment of a comment of the episode? What's the comment? Of the so episode? I think you do a post saying, hey, the episode's live every time you post a, a podcast on the Facebook. Now go back to that post now and uh, just to show that you, you know, listened in all the way, go ahead and comment. Uh, First podcast. First podcast. All right. So if you, so if you leave a comment, everybody's gonna be like, "What does first podcast mean?" That means she got all the way to the end. That's the comment of the episode. We'll we'll try to do one each episode, or if, uh, like I said, you can leave it on Spotify. Do it there. So all right, and make sure you go ahead and follow. Yeah, that way you know, you know, so you don't ever miss an episode. That's right. So thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoy this new podcast. I hope this becomes a part of your weekly commute on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, like I said, I'm open to feedback. You're welcome to give it to me. I may not always use it, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Tune in next week for Kyle Mooney of One Up Adventures. He's going to be talking about the EFI Bitterazi motor. I'm excited about that because I really think this might be my next motor. I love my, my 
185 right now, but to have the dual start and the EFI, that would make my life a lot easier. So I've got a lot of questions, and if you have questions, well, hopefully we'll answer them. All right, thanks so much, guys. Yeah, my question is, uh, what's an EFI? I guess I'll just have to tune in next week and find out. Ooh, that's, that's a good hook. I like it. We're going to leave it at that. Have a great week, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, this is David. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, please go ahead and give this episode a five-star rating. Also, leave a review or any questions you might have for the guests and I'll make sure they get it. Thanks again so much for listening and we'll see you again next week on Beyond the Summit.